Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. So small businesses, I think, uh, maybe feeling more optimistic than many people expect. That's at least according to a new survey from Scotiabank that reveals more than half are doing better or the same as prior to the pandemic. And there are also some interesting sentiments when it comes to how BIPOC-owned SMBs are faring, as well as how quickly businesses have been going digital during the last 18 months or so. With us today to help dive into all of this, it's Jason Charlebois. He is Senior Vice President of Small Business over at Scotiabank. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks very much for having me, Tyler. So I got to ask you, you guys have a very interesting study that just came out. And tell me a little bit to what degree small businesses here in Canada are feeling positive right now. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Um, we uh, we do an annual uh, report called the Path to Impact, which just assesses, uh, you know, the, the the mood and the and the feeling of small businesses, obviously, during these last two years uh, with uh, with COVID-19 and all the various restrictions and and um, implications that COVID have had on small businesses, it's really important for us to understand how they're feeling. And um, we were very pleased this year to see that uh, small businesses generally in Canada, and uh, more specifically, even more so in British Columbia, are feeling that they're doing uh, the same or better than they were pre, pre-COVID. And that um, gives us a, a good sense of uh, you know, optimism and confidence that you know, the worst hopefully is behind us. And uh, brighter days ahead are, for, are are there for small businesses. You know, and this just might be anecdotal on your part, um, but do you have a sense why there is a sense of optimism right now among small businesses here in Canada? Well, I think the the important um, ingredient to a successful small business is the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, business owners get into business to to make an impact in their local communities. Uh, they have a dream. They have a vision. And um, uh, dealing with challenges and obstacles along the way is, is kind of par for the course with uh, running a business. So I think business owners in Canada were um, tested, obviously, uh, during COVID, but uh, were resilient. And that resiliency came through in terms of how they uh, adjusted and pivoted their, their operations to adapt to the local circumstances that were happening in terms of how they had to to, um, you know, find different ways to serve their customers. You know, many went uh, digital, you know, uh, offering services, not through their storefronts, but uh, through curbside pickup, through um, uh, websites and, and applications and, and all the various things that uh, were required in order to, to continue to be able to serve their customers, uh, notwithstanding the various uh, lockdowns and, and restrictions that might have existed in their local community. Do you have a sense at all with regards to the end of many of those wage and rent subsidies that many businesses were depending on? Do you have a sense right now about where businesses stand moving forward with maybe a little bit of these supports, not necessarily uh, at their beck and call at the moment? Yeah, I think the um, the governments, uh, you know, both provincially across Canada as well as as well as at the federal level, have have been there to support uh, businesses in various different ways. Obviously, financial institutions, banks like Scotiabank, have been there to support our customers with uh, a variety of different uh, programs, and uh, businesses uh, have um, you know uh, adjusted their cost base. They've uh, organize themselves to 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 sustain their operations going forward, um, and not necessarily having to rely on all of those 
those subsidies. The government still has uh, programs available for, you know, particularly hard hit industries. And, and uh, we expect that, that there will be continued government support for small businesses as we, as we look through the winter and into the spring. One of the interesting things here in your recent report, though, is looking at uh, BIPOC businesses. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the sentiment coming from uh, those people that uh, are business owners uh, from a more diverse background here in Canada? Yeah, the the, the BIPOC community um, uh, actually um, shows that they're actually even more uh, optimistic and feel more strongly about their relative um position in terms of success of their business and, and, and uh, forward-looking views. Um, much of that uh, is on the back that those owners were um, more aggressive in terms of enhancing their digital capabilities with uh, 38% of those uh, BIPOC businesses investing in things like uh, advanced analytics and, and artificial intelligence, uh, uh, much more so than their non-BIPOC uh, counterparts and and many of those BIPOC businesses uh, were more aggressive in offering products online. About a quarter of BIPOC businesses offered their products online versus only fifteen percent of nine BIPOC businesses. So I think just their uh, innovation agenda um, helped uh, uh, fuel fuel their success through the pandemic and, and gives them a sense of uh, optimism uh, going forward. I just think about how much everybody had to kind of turn around adapt to what was going on. You know, I never thought there'd be a a virtual newsroom that would uh, be all that successful, but that's what we do now here at Business in Vancouver. But with regards to digital adoption, let's say a lot of these businesses just left it static. Uh, Would they have been in a situation where they just can't compete with more of these well-capitalized, you know, big box stores that uh, were going all in on, say, e-commerce? Like to what degree has going digital really changed these uh, businesses moving forward? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, consumer preferences generally have changed um, uh, for the long run, not just, you know, the, the, the forced changes that obviously lockdowns and various restrictions that, that were as a result of COVID put in place. So businesses, um, in order to stay as going concerns, really needed to, uh, like they always have, adapt to consumer um, preferences, right? So as consumers change the way they want to uh, conduct um, their shopping and 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 procuring services uh, that they need. Um, we have to have uh, uh, businesses match up to those to those changes. So for sure, I think the the um, businesses that were quick to recognize those those trends and and act um, clearly are the ones that are more in the camp of feeling better and more optimistic now than in the past. Versus businesses that maybe hope that. Um, that this was all a short-term fad and, and that everything was going to go back to the way it was uh, prior to, to COVID-19, um, definitely are feeling um, more challenged to, uh, to stay, to stay uh, viable and, and stay uh, as an operating going concern. You know, we think we, we've been going through this period of uncertainty that I, I don't think anyone has experienced, uh, you know, at this point, in, at least in modern day Canada. But so when we think about what's ahead, are there anxieties or are there things that businesses are a little bit unsure of in maybe the next few months, next few years? Well, I think, the, you know, the, the, the important thing to, 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 to see out of, the, out of the report was the businesses that sought advice um, are in much better position than those that didn't seek out advice. So I think, you know, as part of 
being an entrepreneur, um, you need to have uh, trusted advisors, uh, you know, uh, within your circle. That can be your financial advisor. Obviously, at Scotiabank, we have a national team of small business advisors that could be, you know, your accountant, your lawyer or other um, trusted uh, advisory sources and, and seeking advice um, to um, help frame the strategy and the, and the decisions that a business might need to make in terms of um, charting its course forward is really a critical um, part of the success. And I think that those businesses that did that um, are feeling much more confident about their, their forward-looking view versus those that haven't yet. And I'd encourage any that haven't to, to, to take those steps to make sure that they've got uh, a confident you know, uh, plan uh, looking forward uh, for their business and, and uh, taking account of the various trends that have changed in their industry and, and consumer uh, preferences to make sure that they're uh, adapting and adopting different um, ways to, to be relevant and, and stay, uh, uh, stay um, uh, positive in the eyes of, of their customers. You know, uh, looking towards the holiday season, I know for a fact I, I can't be a last-minute shopper this year. There, there are too many stories about ongoing supply chain issues. Is this of concern right now with businesses just being able to manage, you know, all their regular stuff, knowing that we have these global supply chain issues that are putting a pinch on many of these SMBs? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, like uh, like in any um, uh, uh, crisis, you know, there are there are uh, different um, implications that come um, as a result of coming out of the crisis. So I think obviously as, as COVID has, uh, you know, um, subsided in most parts of the country, you know, these new um, labor related uh, issues, inflation related issues, supply chain related issues have emerged and, and similar to how businesses had to adapt um, to the various challenges that COVID itself presented now, um, uh, businesses now need to, you know, plan and adapt for these other um, challenges that are um, uh, present as we kind of work our way back to a new normal, right? So obviously there was a lot of pent up demand in the, in the, uh, in the economy and that's, uh, you know, being um, uh, a key driver of some of the inflationary pressures and some of the supply chain pressures where, um, you know, the supply chain just hasn't been able to keep up with demand. So therefore, uh, you, you uh, hit it uh, right on the head that late, uh, you know, l- last minute shopping maybe not isn't a good strategy for consumers this year, right, to make sure that they, um, you know, procure what they need um, well in advance of, of the dates that, uh, that they need to get they get things for because there are definitely supply chain shortages. Yeah, I, I swear it's about uh, December 22nd is usually when I start. I, I'm not going to ha- let that happen this year. It's uh, <laughs> I think I've already got like two or three gifts for loved ones at this point, but um, I will be careful. I know small businesses will have to be careful as well. But in the meantime, a very interesting report with everything that's going on. And uh, Jason, I just want to thank you so much for breaking it all down for us today. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, uh, Tyler. And uh, it was great uh, chatting with you. Excellent. That is Jason Charlebois. He is Senior Vice President of Small Business at Scotiabank, and that is it for the show today. But in the meantime, you can go to BIV.com. More of our stories are up there, other interviews, videos, and more. Find everything that you need. In the meantime, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.